I'm speaking with John Jennings, a professor and extension forage specialist with the University of Arkansas System Division of Agriculture. And John, I know at this time of year, you know, grasses go dormant, the cold weather uh, kind of puts a suppression on the development of pasture grass, if you will, but we are into an unusual fall and what could potentially become a, a, a winter drought. And so I just thought I'd talk with you about the effects this extended dry period, uh, the past three months in particular, are having on the development of winter forages. What we've been seeing over the past several falls in a row that uh, really a dry fall can have more overall ne- negative impact on our annual forage production than just a dry summer. Uh, you know, we've been seeing this pattern develop over the past three years. We've had dry summer, dry falls, and it just keeps continuing to get worse, and this is the worst one in the past three years. We haven't had significant rain in a lot of places since back sometime in early August. And so normally we depend on that fall production, fall forage production, and planting some winter annuals to help make up for, you know, shortages in the hay crop or quality or things like that. But we didn't get that this year, so... But we get really see that negative impact on our forage production from that dry fall for three different reasons. And one is it reduces that late summer and fall forage production. And either stockpiled Bermuda grass, stockpiled fescue, just the cool season growth we get in the fall, tail end of the warm seasons. And that is really critical for our fall and winter grazing. And we didn't get that this year. And another big impact is a lot of people, particularly in the south part of the state, plant winter annuals like wheat, ryegrass, cereal rye, things like that, uh, to be able to graze in the fall or late winter. And it was so dry, uh, a lot of people either didn't plant uh, waiting on rain, or and they're still waiting, or uh, they planted late. Well, neither one of those situations is going to lead to any forage production in the fall and probably nothing in the late winter. And so this dry period, even if they did plant late and it hasn't come up yet, that's going to reduce our plant development. And if we have extreme cold temperatures go with this dry soil conditions, it can really uh, reduce our plant stands as well. We can get some desiccation in those little seedlings that may just barely come up and then they die and go away. And so there's three three big reasons in, the, in that uh, short forage crop in the fall and lack of winter annual planting is going to put a lot of pressure on the hay supply that producers have on hand and most people have typically plant enough hay for feeding from early November till you know the late March to middle of April uh, a lot of people though started feeding hay this year in September and October and they may not have enough hay to last through that extra couple of months and so it's going to put a lot of pressure on the, the hay supply uh, a lot of pressure on the quality, trying to keep the cattle in good shape to try to get them to come in the spring uh, calving season. Well, you touched on it right there, and I was going to ask. I mean, the last couple of years, uh, they've had to start pulling those uh, bales out of the barn a little bit earlier than normal. But uh, what type of uh, season, just kind of refresh our listeners' memory, uh, did we have earlier in the spring and summer? Did we get enough uh, cuttings to, uh, so, you know, hopefully for most ranchers to uh, get through the winter? Yeah, it really depended on what location in the state you were located. Uh, you know, the north central part has been dry pretty much all year. Uh, the river valley through the central part of the state, they got excess rain uh, for part of the season. Southwest Arkansas was really variable. Um, so 
started out, you know, with that, we had that warm winter last year, and everybody expected quick green up and quick grazing. Well, it really didn't happen. Uh, even though it was warm, the grass just isn't, didn't come on early like what we expected. We had those cool spring temperatures, but those cool spring temperatures held on. And so when the grass did finally grow later in April, you know, it was good for the ryegrass, the fescue. It's a great clover year in the spring, and the clover held on into the early summer. And But then it got dry in north-central part of the state and south part of the state. And when it got dry, things really started to go down quick. But with that dry weather, we also had those cool temperatures held on, and the Bermuda grass that we depend on for summer didn't develop as early as it normally does. And then it ran into that dry period. And so some people have a shorter hay crop than normal. And the ones that contended with all the rain, they had a lot of forage that got over mature before they were able to harvest it because of the rain. So they have a lot of poor quality hay. And so there's kind of a, a really contrast depending on where you are in the state, but the hay crop is just not as good as it should be, either either a short crop or a low quality crop. And that's what we're going to deal with with a longer hay feeding season this year as well. So uh, have you had an opportunity to kind of look at the extended long range forecast all the way through the winter months? Uh, what I'm seeing is lower than normal precipitation uh, from what the National Weather Service has said. Well, and that doesn't bode well for a good spring because some some of the things that we can do to kind of plan around this, and we can't make our forage grow more right now, but we can try to get our pastures in shape to take advantage of good conditions when they finally arrive. And typically if we've got ryegrass or wheat or even fescue, you know, an established stand to that in February, we can put get some nitrogen fertilizer on that by mid-February, Valentine's Day or so, and we can get that forage to start growing in March and either supplement that hay crop toward the end of the hay feeding season or allow us to get off of hay if we have decent growth in March. And so that's an option. Well, all right, John, thank you. Uh, let's just hope that, uh, you know, right now it doesn't seem like it's a, a major concern right this minute, but if this continues another month or two uh, with below normal rainfall, uh, like you say, uh, it could become a problem once we get into February and March. Yeah, and a lot of people are having ponds starting to go dry too, and it's much easier to haul forage in hay than it is to haul water. And so if it continues, that you know things get serious on a lot of levels. John, thank you for your time and explaining this for us. All right, thank you. Been speaking with John Jennings, a professor and extension forage specialist with the Cooperative Extension Service.